Being in love, limerence, is involuntary. You have no conscious control over the creeping obsession and the hormonal biochemical imperative to pay attention to this fascinating new creature in your world. One common explanation for limerence is that it serves the evolutionary purpose by irrationally binding couples long enough to rear children. Some recent reading suggests a higher-level game-theoretic signaling purpose. To demonstrate that one's commitment to the other is irrational and therefore unlikely to be broken by the attraction of a more suitable and advantageous partner. Someone considering a partner can be convinced to commit more easily when evidence shows the partner will not break the commitment just because a better opportunity comes along. The persuasive power of a display of unconditional and irrational love is enormous. Culturally, limerence is either seen as the desirable state of hyper-excitement all romances should begin with, or the tragic downfall of clueless losers who throw themselves at people they barely know because of some delusional intuition that they must be soulmates. Both of these views are oversimplified. Many or even most good long-term relationships start off with a long, slow period of getting to know you, gradually easing into partnership. The limerence that may be present in one, and occasionally both, prospective partners can help get over the initial hurdle of superficial difficulties in getting them together. Being in love is not a necessary or sufficient condition for partnering with someone, but neither does it hurt. But our culture glorifies drama and passion. Novels, opera, movies all tell us sexual attraction plus passion equals really living. Dr. Lewis has some thoughtful comments. Quote, Our society goes the craziness of in love one better by insisting on the supremacy of delectable but ephemeral madness. Cultural messages inform the populace that if they aren't perpetually electric, they are missing out on the pinnacle of relatedness. Every pop cultural medium portrays the height of adult intimacy as the moment when two attractive people who don't know a thing about each other tumble into bed and have passionate sex. All the waking moments of our love lives should tend, we are told, toward that throbbing amorous apotheosis. But in love merely brings the players together, and the end of that prelude is as inevitable as it is desirable. True relatedness has a chance to blossom only with the waning of its intoxicating predecessor. Loving is limbically distinct from in love. Loving is mutuality. Loving is synchronous attunement and modulation. As such, adult love depends critically upon knowing the other. In love demands only the brief acquaintance necessary to establish an emotional genre but does not demand that the book of the beloved's soul be perused from preface to epilogue. Loving derives from intimacy, the prolonged and detailed surveillance of a foreign soul. End quote. The rush of initial limerence is so powerful it is analogous to a psychoactive drug. Indeed, some of the same neurotransmitter receptors may be involved. And by analogy, we have Roxy Music's Love is the Drug. A self-help book, Peel and Brodsky's Love and Addiction, covers the topic of people addicted to the rush and unable to stop craving it. Stalkers are people who have fallen into a pathologically deep limerent hole, unable to overcome the delusion that they have a special relationship with the stalked. 
but long-term relationships are built on a much deeper jointly built understanding and a more real limbic connection between partners. This requires regular physical contact, a long history of supportive message exchange, and a deep sense of trust and knowledge.